This is All Things Nerd Production. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Kobolds in the Basement podcast. My name is Chad Hilson, your game master. We are joined with Dave Morris. Hi, AC, but they keep hitting me anyway. Master Flamebeard. Shalone Diceland. Hi, it's Luminor. And Steven Diceland. Your friend in the shadows, Valyrian. So, let's get into it. This is Kobolds in the Basement. Now, before we get started, let's do a quick, quick recap of the last episode. So last session, our heroes found themselves adventuring into the Mornlands during a an overnight camp session, if you will. Uh, Valerian definitely found himself trying to keep watch and trying to go at it alone uh, with some Cobalt Scouts sparking a little bit of a conflict where he kind of got laid out a little bit, a lot to the dismay of his fellow companions, uh, where they called him out a little bit for trying to be the hero. But after that, they continued on uh, towards a mysterious smoke cloud where they found what seemed to be in an abandoned house. Um, but thanks to Caster Flamebeard and his divine sense, realized that there were some reanimated skeletons all throughout. They had to go through some puzzles, kill the same skeletons multiple times before finding a secret room in a secret staircase to which they descended to the dungeon that they now find themselves in. And that is where we are now. All right, so we're going to start here. No need to worry about your tokens, but kind of at the bottom left side of the map that we have here is where you will find yourselves uh, at the bottom of this staircase. As we start to go through this dungeon, what are you guys wanting to do? What are you looking for? What are you trying to do? All right. So, Caster has just patched himself up a little bit with our, and is decided he he's gonna stow his hammer behind his back and draw out the spear he's been carrying. Looks over at them and goes, "I'm gonna take a little bit more defensive posture as I lead forward," and kind of holds out the shield, and then kind of Roman style is gonna, you know, rest the tip of this and shaft of the spear on the top of his shield so he can just advance with the spear point out and hopefully uh, stab anybody who gets too close. So is there a doorway up in that area that's closed or is it It's more of like an archway. Archway? Yeah. I'm okay taking the front if you two are. By all means, sir, lead the way. Alright. And you know, just I'm just gonna cautiously advance forward into their you know shield point and just keeping my eye out after all everything we've been attacked by and not trusting anything all right we got beds here some crates and stuff 
the chest of some kind, or is that what do we what do we got in here? All right, are you looking to investigate like the the beds, or are you looking for anything specific? Uh, how's it smelling here? You don't even have to roll. It smells musty. So it's musty, but nothing like no obvious sign that the smell of decay or rotting or anything like that. To put it nicely, it smells like an old folks' home. Like mothballs. Gross. Yeah. I agree. It doesn't necessarily smell bad, but it doesn't smell great, Cotton. So, I do a little uh, investigation check just to see if any, you know, see if I can see any signs of anybody being here recently. Go for it. Uh, I mean, with with the ten for investigation, there's a a light coating of dust on just about everything, but not heavy. So you could probably gather that since you're underground, there's probably been people here in the past few days. Clearly, their cleaning servants haven't been around lately, but that's all right. Uh, all right, well, I'm going to see what's in these uh, boxes, this box over here. See if it's locked or anything. Luminora is standing by Castor, too, and she has her, she's just kind of like clinging to her, her shield like this here, and another hand like kind of peeping over it right next to him as she sees him is going to open the chest up. All right, uh, give me an investigation check. Because there's a there's a few chests in this room, basically by the side of each bed. So, uh, so investigation, but and then I add a D four to all investigation checks. So nine. So a nine. Uh, and you're looking at the one right next to the bed, right around that corner there. Yeah, the one that was like right on the left when we came in. You open it. There's like rags in it. It's not locked by any by any means or anything like that. Yeah, nothing over here. Ooh, perfect. Now we can dust. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so is it? So this north end up here is walled off. Or is there um, another? If if you're heading that way, there is just kind of like another archway, and there is a hallway uh, to the left there. Um, but there are other chests if you want to explore those. I'll let you roll again, and we'll just kind of call it for the other four that are in the room. Um, if you want to explore them. You guys, what do you guys want to check these out, and I'll stand guard? Yeah. I suppose. Yep, so, do you want to be the one to do it? <laughs> well, if you just give me an investigation check. Okay. Ooh, okay, I like it. What'd you get? I got a 19. So with a 19, I need you to roll a d6. Whoa. A two. And with a two. Awesome. So you find in one of those chests, basically all the other ones are just like the one that Cass opened, where it's just a bunch of like rags, you know, clean-ish underwear. Um, you know, things like that just replacement undergarments and stuff like that but in one of them you do find a vial that is kind of like a dark green with like a light green kind of swirl within it um, that you find it's an unmarked potion so 
Be sure to add that to your inventory. Dark green swirly vial of unmarked potion. Perfect. So what way do you guys want to go? Do you want to go which hallway here? Do you guys Larian just kind of like sidesteps over to Luminor and he's like, hey, nudges over the shoulder. Hey, look what I got. I don't have a preference of going west or north. Which, which way you guys want to go? I vote west. West, west well, it is. Right. So as you navigate down a short hallway, just off to the side there, you come into kind of like a stores room. You know, there's some barrels, kind of like a workbench. Doesn't smell any better or any worse. Just musty uh, cobwebs. You know, in the corners. You do see uh, both through the hallway and from the bottom of the staircase into that first room, you have seen some uh, like skeletons, but there's they're all covered in cobwebs and stuff like that. So it looks like they've been dead for a long time. Are there any like uh, are they armored skeletons or armed even? Uh, like hide armor. Um, give me an investigation check. Uh, on top of that, if you want to explore the bodies. No, I just I just wanted to know if they were not at least not one heavily armed soldiers, not heavily armored, but they're not like in their nighties that you would have found in those chests. Gotcha. So you come into the the room over here. You know, it's like a wares room. You know, still not much going on. You might hear a little clitter clatter and see like a rat run across the floor but nothing screaming of imminent doom other than if you keep breathing in these mothballs you might have to use mouthwash otherwise it's gonna just taste like you kiss your grandma on the mouth I'm gonna need a strong beer after you not <laughs> love my <laughs> grandmothers but no all right, I'm gonna start going north down the hallway. Spear at the ready. All right, spear at the ready. Hey, who taught you how to kiss? My father. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> tink tink. So, moving up the hallway, you kind of come to. It's you like blocked a, it off. Like, he didn't reveal. Oh, it still didn't reveal that? I'm sorry. Actually, you closed off more than there was before, I think. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I had it on reveal. Yeah. So you go further down. You're, it's like a, a T crossing, but you're at like the top side of the T. So you can either keep going straight or go to the right. Um, and there's a little like cove. If you weren't underground, you could only imagine that this would be a beautiful bay window sitting area. But no windows because it would just be dirt. Mm. Uh, Is there anything in that little cove? Uh, There's a couple of like broken pots. Uh, There's one that's still intact. Uh, But other than that, it it just looks like almost like it was a catch-all for a while. But there's we got a few like of those, yeah. broken, broken clay pots, stuff like that. <clears throat> there is one that is still fully intact. Um, and then 
yeah, just the hallways. And these hallways, they're not lit by like fire, but they're glowing like a. It's almost like a dark room for like old school film photography. So you'd mm. you know, like red. So your eyes actually adjust pretty quickly to this, but it's not like lit by flames or anything like that. Valerian wants to take the intact clay pot. Just take it, or do you want to look inside of it? I guess I should look inside of it, or he should look inside of it before he takes it. But okay, give me an investigation check. Nineteen again. All right, and uh, give me just a, a raw luck check. D twenty. D twenty. Thirteen. So, as you open it, it just smells sulfuric. It. It tingles at the eyes. They kind of squint and get watery, but nothing really happens. It kind of like clogs the sinuses, but that's about it. And at the bottom, you see an even smaller vial of liquid. And as you shake it, it either looks like a white liquid, but as you shake it, it starts to turn red and turn almost black. Um, as you shake it, but nothing happens um, from doing that. So, you find anything over there? I found some psychedelic uh, potion. Uh, we'll save that for when we get out of here. Then I'll, I will stash that in time. Stash. All right. Gas wants to look down the hallway to the right, not necessarily walk, but see how far he can see down it. See. To the yeah, uh, that's only like ten feet revealed there. Yeah, and does Cass have dark vision by any means? Uh, yep, I'm a dwarf. I got sixty feet of dark dark vision. It's five E. Everybody has dark vision except humans. <laughs> yep, sixty feet. Okay, so as you look down the hallway, especially with the help of this red glow, it doesn't really expand your vision by any means. But you can see that there's a couple cutaways. One looks like it would just lead you back into that first room, but directly across the hall, there looks to be a little, another cutaway, which could be another hallway or another room or anything like that. And then the hallway just keeps going for a little bit further. And how far to the north does this one go? Uh, oh, with that, let me scroll up. So with that from there uh, it opens up and you see you know down the hallway and then it looks to open up into a room and then just at the very edge of the room you can kind of see where it like narrows back into another hallway anybody got a preference we can sort of double back but or we can uh, keep going down this hallway here though I don't know the fact that we haven't run into anything yet bothers me. Mm-hmm. We should stay headstrong and continue down this whole way. <coughs> All right. So you like there may be, you know, like some kind of treasury looking thing. And um, half elf. I have dark vision, right? Because the half elf. Yes. Okay. Cool. Oh, you're all either. Wars <laughs> or elves of some sort. Everyone has dark vision. I'm sorry. Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, there's the hallway that you've come down, so you can keep going north 
throughout this hallway into this opening room, or you can start heading east down the side hallway to kind of bring you back to kind of where you started, and then, you know, obviously there's another room there. I'm wondering if it doesn't go up north and then cut to the east. Mm. All right, well, no, let's keep going north then. I'll uh, keep the uh, defensive formation going here. Lead the way, Luminar is just going to be tailing the back, kind of scoping out as we walk. Oh, hey, DM, do um, I necessarily do I still have um, I forget his name, the owl. I don't know, do you? J. Edgar Hoover? Yeah. Because when you went into the house, uh, you didn't really talk much about him being with you. I think you just had him scouting. Um, I have a... Session. Just, like, nothing on here is the way I left it, I don't think, except I did have a spell slot gone. So I'm trying to think of what else I would have used a spell slot for, if not find familiar. Well, he was... He was never attacked, so what? if you want, what we can say is that you call him to you and he finds his way throughout the house. We'll just say that it's going to take a little bit of time, so he's not here quite yet. He's trying to like navigate through the house and stuff like that. Because um, with, fami- with your find familiar, it's just until he's dead, right? It doesn't that doesn't have a time yeah. limit on it, right? Correct. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, so I think that he was left out scouting when we last session, when we went into the house. That makes sense, um, too. But because he is your familiar, you know, calling to him, so we'll just say uh, roll me roll me uh, a d6. And yes, we'll sir. say kind of how many quote-unquote turns that takes because we're not Damn, five. Five. so it'll be a little bit before he catches up I mean you did have to go through a secret room everything's unlocked but he's still an owl so that's fair uh, All right. so now Wait, you're in this bit. like open room here with the hallway going up uh, continuing to go north there. Oh, I think that just accidentally re-darkened stuff. I'm sorry. So are you going to keep going north? Are you going to explore this room? What's going on? Can uh, I do an investigation check in this room? Yeah, roll an investigation check. Oh, no. <laughs> There's uh, a lot weird. of, like, clay pots around the, the perimeter. And... Some of them have stuff in them. That's about all that you can really gather with a six. How do I go look in these pots? What do I... Can I... Okay. Give me another investigation or perception. Mm-hmm. These are chamber pots and it smells like shit. <laughs> There's oh, just... That's, that's like not twenty to find that out. There is li- just liquid bile and it's gross. Uh, Luminoris, he's Sorry to waste the 20 on that. Out. There's nothing in this room. Opening As you're looking around, these are just like... With that, you also kind of notice that like in the cracks, there's like grates and just like like the floor isn't fully finished. 
When these overflow, they just let it overflow and seep into the dirt. This is a nasty ass room. Oh my god, am I standing in it? <laughs> uh, somebody's got a sick hobby of collecting this shit. I, I, I say we I keep on moving yeah. north. Onward. So as you go further north, did Please. I just black that out again? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so weird, because I still have it set to reveal. That's annoying, but whatever. Um, so you get to the end of the hallway. There's a, a bend in it. And then as you turn to look down, there's a, a room just 10 feet or so to the side where there's bright red lights glowing on either side. But at the end, there seems to be kind of like a shrine room, prayer room, whatever you you might think. Stephen, you have to say these things out loud. <laughs> I don't think about them until Stop it's too texting late. them to me. <laughs> Say them out loud. The joke's like long past by the time right. I think about it. So is these uh, like candles and all that lit? Is there like other than just the red light? Is there anything else coming out of the like ritual looking room? Oh, at the far end, there's uh, a little bit of like a glow blue and glowing blue light. A <laughs> glow blue. And then also some like yellow lights from like actively lit candles alright uh, are these things here in the little alcoves like are they like just stone tables or are they more it, it's again those, those things on the side are again kind of like that underground just a bump out um, but they're actually illuminating light at this point in time alright well huh. still there's uh, like some clay pots uh, on both sides. Ooh, more shit. Um, but I don't suppose either of you guys can detect magic, can you? No. Negative. I even oh. I thought about adding it for this one too. I thought you had it actually. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> no. <laughs> Rut row. Yeah. Can uh? I had my mage hand. I was wondering maybe I can. <clears throat> <clears throat> oh, no. oh well it's gonna be a trap it's gonna be a trap can we, can we just continue to like the edge of the room so that we're not quite in the room yet I'm gonna just keep going and when I get to like here I'm also gonna just start taking the dodge action okay I think I'm gonna stay right here and so I'm gonna go up and look at these little blue glowing things okay give me uh I'm not touching, I'm just looking at everything. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think uh, if I want like an investigation check or an arcana check. Uh, give me either one, whatever you... I'll do investigation because I get that extra 1d4 on it, but it's my... All my intelligence skills are bad. They're bad, okay? That's bad, okay. Yeah. Yeah, even with a I, best I could get is an eight, so yeah, it's bad. <clears throat> They're pretty. Yeah, this this really isn't my my uh, my area of expertise here. So, is there any kind of like shrine or anything like that in this room? Any kind of other than the, the blueing, the blue glowing? I mean, we're gonna ignore what's actually shown on the map, but there is like an intricate like carving mural, uh, 
mosaic on the floor. Give me a uh, give me a religion check. Does anybody have or a history check? Actually, whoever wants to give me a history check. Does anybody have more than a plus two? No. No. (laughs) Six. (laughs) I have an arcana. If you want to give me an arcana check for the glowing blue lights, you can. Yeah, you could always guidance yourself too, but uh, yeah, we're. I got nothing. These we use lights those are. 19s and these 20s lights are pretty. All right. Well, does so is anyone want to give in a outside of the mural on the floor, uh, or those blue lights, but the stuff that's like on the shrine table? Yeah, I want uh, to give me like that. investigation can... or a perception check. Proficiency. Solid ten for me. Anyone else want to do another one? I'll let everyone roll for this one. Oh my gosh, I'm nine. <laughs> wow. <coughs> Let's go, Dave. Yeah, I have a plus zero to perception. I had a what? plus two, so. Or investigation. Eleven, and he's he did better than anyone. Yep. You guys are going to be mad because all you needed was a 10 anyways. But so with uh, with a 10 investigation, as you there's two chests on this on each side of the table. And there's a little shrine, uh, not really a shrine, but like a candelabra with various candles glowing on it that have been lit, um, you know, wax dripping everywhere. Um, but as you open one of the chests, both chests open simultaneously, like they're linked mm. somehow. I need two of you, one each, to roll a d6. Which any any two or and any two? It doesn't matter who. Just a straight d6. I got a five. I got a two. You got a two. So as you open these. One, you would almost recognize it instantly because you're carrying them on your persons. One of the chests has a potion of healing, just standard healing potion. And then the other one has a a vial of potion where it's like red, orange, and yellow swirls within this vial, kind of glowing you know, kind of circulating in on itself, almost like like a video game version of a lava lamp, you know, where it's not, doesn't quite look like a lava lamp because it can't quite match that motion, but, you know, kind of like swirls and stuff like that. Does anyone have, uh, I don't know what kind of check I'd want for that. Uh, anyone have any like feats of like potion or medicine, like a medicine check or anything like that? Uh, I'm proficient in alchemist tools. Give give me a, a like an alchemist uh, check then. I don't know if the tools really. G- give me a check with that though. I have uh, a four in medicine. I don't know if that matters. Yeah, let's. You look. can also but, roll because nothing's really going on in this room. So. Okay, so yeah. we can both. You can just... both roll. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I'll allow it. Twelve. Nice. So with a 12 and a 13 between the two of you, you can gather that it's 
definitely some sort of magical potion that harnesses the power of flames. Mm. That could come in handy. Which which chest had which in here now? The one on the left had the healing potion. The other one had the fire vial. All right. Maybe mind if I, I'll grab the, the lava lamp looking one. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Can I... Lyrian hands the uh, healing potion to Illuminora. Oh, thank you. <laughs> All right. I hope you don't need it, but in case you do. Well, this place is getting really odd. There's signs of life, but no signs of people. Something's got to be making the skeletons upstairs. I don't think they just would have come out of the, the moorland. So, and with that realization, I need everyone to give me a stealth check. Yay! This is going to be a group stealth check. Did I do that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> a ten on a plus seven. <laughs> yeah, I, I roll stealth at disadvantage. That's a six. So as you're gathering these potions from these, you turn around, you knock over a couple candles. That candelabra falls to the ground, just clang, 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 clang. A bunch of the flames go out. You see those blue bulbs on the floor kind of like darken and almost like pulse and flicker, and then they go back to normal. Uh, uh, I think whoever uh, checked this place probably knows we're here now. But. Um, that was... Sorry. That would have been a good time for Pass Without Trace, huh? Probably. I don't have it. I wish that I did. <laughs> that healing potion, that was just a normal one, right? Yeah. All right. So this room seems like, you know, it's the end of a corridor. There's no exit ways out. So well, I guess we got to go back down that other hallway then. All right. So I'm now backtracking. You know, take a little bit of time. Basically, as you come to this crossroad here from the original room that you were in and then from that, like, side hallway that you made your way through, this is about the time that uh, Jag or Hoover reunites with you. I'm going to say he probably scares the shit out of most of us because he just comes flying in with a little screech. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not the sound a, an owl makes, but... Yeah, I was going to say, what the heck kind of owl do you have? Sounds more like a hawk or something. It's a screeching owl. Oh. <laughs> so we're right here then? Okay, yep. yep. Yeah, you're you're right here at this kind of like crossroads between this hallway, those two rooms, you know, so you can see a, a little bit further down the hallway. Yeah, these look like cages. Mm. I kind of want to inspect the cages. How about you guys? Yeah, I want to see what was held here. Mm-hmm. Or if anything still is. As as you go into the room, anyone who wants to, all three of you can if you want, uh, a perception check. Ooh. Ooh. Four. Ooh. <laughs> With a nat 20 nat that is 20. not used on poop buckets. <laughs> <laughs> You see what would look like they're all skeletons or at least in the process of decay, different various stages of decay from kobolds to like 
true, like, not true humanoids, because kobolds are pretty bipedal humanoids, but you see different types of skeletons and deceased bodies in various forms of decay. You know, some from that may have only been dead for a couple of weeks and are starting to look very green and bloated and gross to like full on skeletons. And there's basically from like the eyes, ears and mouth, especially the ones that still have some rotted flesh on them. You see this black goopy tar kind of like oozing from their bodies. Um, a couple, I mean, with a nat 20, you see so much. Holy shit. Cause it's a small room um, with like the full on like skeletons. You just see like a, like a pile of sludge, like under the skeletal bodies mm. um, with the ones that look like they may only be like a couple weeks dead where like they may still have gross looking eyeballs. Like the eyes are just like, like a grayish black. Um, and then, you know, like corners of the mouth, ears and eyes, you know, just like sludge dripping out. Is there any way to like touch it? Should I not touch um, it? <laughs> I mean, you can do whatever the fuck you I'm, want. I'm very like inclined to touch it, but a very strong part of me feels like I shouldn't. <laughs> Seeing all these dead bodies with it all over it. <laughs> I feel like we've been here. Do something. <laughs> in this situation. This black goop and all that kind of look similar to what's been described to us before or, or that was like what black clouds no it was like a, a black slime yeah is this so to what you were told um you haven't really seen any of it yet but you can kind of gather from what you were told yeah it's it's like a black slimy like wet mold is kind of what it looks like Especially the piles that are underneath the skeletons, uh, where the the parts that are running down from like the corpses look much more like viscous. Yeah, I wanna. Let's see. Because I have alchemist, you know, do I have? I don't know if I have anything I could scoop any in. I don't think I have any empty vials on me. Could dump out the vial that you just found. Yeah, I like the pretty colors. Um, and you guys got anything to get a sample of this? I prefer um, not to just pick it up. I'm checking. Uh, what is a tender box? That's for starting fires. Oh, okay. Matchsticks. It's like light dried wood that you can use with your flint and stuff to light. I mean, I could pour what out. Color is this again? Black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could maybe pour out the regular. I have two greater healing potions still, and then I just got that one normal healing potion. Maybe I could pour that out. Yeah. Or if anyone needs any healing at this point in time, because you only had a short rest. Not to like encourage you what to do with it, but if someone needs it, you could give it to them and then use that vial. Yeah, that's actually a question I do have. Um, my HP... It was at 18, but then once we leveled up, well, me up, it went to full. All right, so you bring it back down to 18. Yeah, and then you could have spent some hit dice to heal Mm -hmm. during the short rest. Or you could Mm -hmm. use 
said healing well, potion. But she would have had to done that like prior. Like, right. Well, well. But at this Ooh. point in time, now you could use that healing potion. Well, I, I guess I could do that. What are you guys at for your HP? Four. I'm at uh, about 75%. Okay. I'm not going to go into numbers because I think my 75% is probably on par with you guys full. Okay. So maybe I'll take the normal healing potion and then I can give the vial to you. And then you could use that vial to take a little sample. Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably best off to uh, touch the stuff in case, or if I accidentally get it on me, I'm a little hardier against stuff like diseases and poisons. And one thing that I didn't mention, but I've come across it in a couple other like playthroughs that I've listened to is that when it comes to like healing potions and stuff like that, if you want it, if you want to take a healing potion for your full action, meaning that you can't do anything else other than like bonus actions or moving, we're, we're going to let it be the, the full capability or if you want to use it as a bonus action, like giving someone a potion or handing it to them or whatever, then you'll actually roll for it. It's something uh, that NADPOD does. Yeah, I like it too. I mean, basically the idea is if you take the take your time drinking it, you make sure you get it all, every drop it all in there and you're not, versus just like quick, toss it back and throw it away. Right. So if you, so if you take your time and take, you know, six seconds to down it, then you would get the full 10 hit points healed. Yeah. Okay, so can I do that? Yes. Does that sound good to you guys? Okay. That, that's why I brought it up, because I forgot to mention that before we started recording. This is a new podcast for the people listening. You know, <laughs> so we're constantly kind of making adjustments. It's the first time I've ran a campaign, so things will change until we find a groove, and I don't suck as much. Yeah, it's my first time playing a campaign, too, so... Second laps and a Ric Flair. <laughs> so, okay, yeah, so you can go ahead and add <clears throat> 10. Isn't, uh, I thought it was 2d6. It's 2d4 plus 2. 2d4 plus 2. So 10. That's Yep, that's where that 10 came from. Dope. So Luminora drinks the healing potion. She hands the empty vial with the, the cork over to Cass. Alright, somebody somewhere is going to want to study this stuff, and so I'm going to try to gather a sample without touching as best I can. And since you are kind of taking your time, because obviously Luminara took her time to drink the potion, doesn't seem like you're in a desperate rush for it. Uh, give me like an, uh, like an alchemist tools check, but with advantage. Thank God for advantage. So with, with a 15, as you're kind of scraping whether it's from a piece of stone or from like an edge of a blade or whatever it is that you're using to scrape into this vial as you start to like poke and prod it with either stone or would you think that you're you're using like a dagger or your tools or just like a little bit of rock what what do you think you're using I'm probably trying to use like some kind of stone loose piece of stone or maybe even like a broken piece of pottery or something Okay. Give me a like a survival check. Uh, with advantage still, just because you are taking your time. That's a 19. Perfect. So with the 19, you know, as you start to poke and prod at this, you notice that it kind of reacts 
you know, like something pokes into it and it almost like tries to latch onto the stone, but you're scraping it into the vial, all of that. And then you, you cork it all good to go. So you have, now you have a, a little vial of this black sludge, uh, to, to add to your inventory. Well, that's not creepy at all. I think this shit's moving. Oh, cool. We got a symbiote. All right. If it's if it's venom, dibs. If it's carnage, you can have it. Ooh. That's all you, Luminor. All right. Let's keep going down and see what's over here down the rest of this hallway to the to the east. All right. So as you move down this hallway, you come to like an archway, and there's a few stairs up, like three or four stairs up. Um, and then it's just a big open room with casks, little bonfires, uh, glowing red, like artificial flames spread throughout just to light the room. It's a couple different layers kind of in the middle, uh, like directly to your left as you would come into the room. But you would have to go down some stairs and kind of loop around. There is a lift like right there to the left. So as you guys come in here, you'll see that there's kind of a walkway all the way around with some stairs at the far end. You know, there's some chests along the way, some small staircases just built up. And then there's like oak casks. You don't know if they're full. You don't know if they're empty. You don't know what's in them. Um, But the room is empty. Uh, But Everyone give me another stealth check, and we'll, we'll start with a stealth check. We'll do a, a group stealth check. Another 10 for me. Uh, That's that totally fine. A- Two out of three beat had a 10 or higher. So as you enter the room, it is very much abandoned. It's quiet. Um, now everyone give me a perception check as well. Ooh, 17. 19. So with Valyrian having, you know, a a 17, you hear what seems to be emanating from that lift shaft that goes even deeper into the ground. You hear some clanging, the sound of rocks breaking, and the sound of rushing water all going on down there. And then Cass, with a 19... You notice that both the artificial flame and then the flames that look very real, there's no sound coming from them. There's no crackling of fire or wood or anything like that. This must be some sort of magic or arcane energy Mm. that's creating these flames. There's no crackle. There's no nothing. Cold fire. What do you guys do in this situation? You said there were some open casks? All the casks seem to be sealed, but there's casks surrounding the like the, the middle layer, which is just, you know, three, four feet down from the level that you guys came in on. And then there's even further down, probably another like five feet or so, there's rows upon rows. Can the... 
Valyrian's gonna want to go check out one of those casks. See what this is all about. Maybe it's just some aged wine or something. Yeah, I'm pretty curious to see what's in them. Are you or wanting potions? to? I don't are you know. wanting to like pop a pop one of the corks out of it, or are you just wanting to like? Yeah, probably roll it back and forth to see what you hear. Like, are you looking to just investigate by like popping a cork? Are you trying to do anything you can to like perceive what might be in it by like rolling it back and forth a little bit? I suppose the smart thing would be to not open it until I get a gauge of what's in it. So yeah, probably just to, you know, yeah. knock on it a little bit, do the bad thing with the watermelons. And just Cool. Give me a perception check. It's a solid five. There's something inside. Can Luminora go over with him and like kind of start rolling one, you know, very gently? Absolutely. Right next to him there. Yeah. The thing so, that's inside is probably liquid based on your nine. All right, Valyrian's just popping one of these bitches open. Give me a luck check. Just roll me a straight D20. 17. You open it and you get like a whiff of salt and sulfur with a 17. Does anything come out of it? Nope, nothing comes out of it. What color is the liquid inside? Do you have a way of shining any sort of light into it? Because it's just like a cork hole. Is this cask on its side or is it separate? You know what, just because there's a wide variety of casks in this room, you tell me, did you go to one that was standing up or one that was like long ways? I was I was thinking long ways. Okay, so like you would have to roll it to move it anywhere instead of kind of like Yeah. Shimmy. Walking it. Yeah. I got a bad feeling here. There's also yeah. a couple Perfect. of chests throughout the room. There's a there's like a little table at the far end. I'm assuming that from where you guys came in because you kind of had to walk around to get to the nearest set of stairs. You're either on this side or on this side um, from those first set of stairs. Unless you just hop down because it's not very far down. It's three or four feet. So. Yeah, Cass would have just jumped down to the first level. Hey, how big does Mage Hand have to be? Uh, Mage Hand can lift like up to like five or ten pounds, I think. Yeah. Or how, so how you, small wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to move any of these casks with. No, it. no, but like how how small could it be? Like, does it have to be a big hand? You could uh, be a little like, take my strong hand. You know, <laughs> like, like enough to kind of like you know do some contortionisty stuff to fit into the the cork hole. You're not going to be able to see what it touches if it's... No, but maybe, like, scoop a little bit, pull it out. Oh, okay. I see what you're trying to do. Oh. With that, to make this work right, the DC is going to be high. Um, uh, Let's do... Let's keep it simple. Give me a perception check, but a DC 18. I don't have confidence. Perception. Nat 20! DM, that is a natural 20. Fucking shit. Natty, natty. Um, I could sing this song. Didn't want to expose this quite yet. 
so on top of that, um, give me a survival check. DC 15. Wow. Wow. Can, can my owl give me the help action? Is your owl helping you cast Mage Hand? No. Yes. <laughs> no. 13. So your Mage Hand, it kind of like maneuvers its way through the cork hole. You hear it sloshing around, pulling stuff out. And as it tries to squeeze out, you see it sizzle and dissipate. But at the same time, you see a little bit of black sludge spill out through the cork hole and start to drip down the box with a little bit of sizzle and just a smell of mothballs and sulfur. Uh, that's enough of this. I'm, uh, Cass is just going to pick up that keg and throw it over the side. To, to where? Down below where the lower level. Well, the... Like down the shaft or down the like center? Down there? below is only like six feet and the lift is all the way up. So there's not like, you can't just like yeet it down the shaft. Uh, I just want to like throw it away from us. Oh, okay. So. Get it gone. Cass picks it up with his strength, throws it over the ledge just to get it away from you guys. It hits the ground, it shatters, you know, crumples, wood splinters go everywhere. You see black sludge with a little bit of, like, yellow swirl through it. The yellow quickly dissipates as the sludge seeps into the cracks of the stone, and you just get that same mothball sulfur smell. Also... Give me a stealth check, Cass, since you're the one that threw it. Yeah, that'll go well. Well, you already will roll with disadvantage, uh, so with a six. Okay, cool. I wasn't. He wasn't trying to be stealthy. It was just that shit's nasty. Get well, away either from way, me. it was going to be a disadvantage because you just picked up a barrel and tossed it. <laughs> I'm not subtle. So, does anyone want to give me like an investigation check, a perception check? Do you want to look like on the, the like random side desks in a couple of the the chests that are there, or there's still the lift that drops even further? Yeah, I kind of want to check out uh, the de- the tabletop you mentioned and a chest. Uh, you guys look around. I'm gonna keep an eye on this lift to make sure nothing comes up. What's up, everyone? Are you like me and my friends? where your food tends to be lacking just a little something extra. If you are, look no further than Crybaby Craig's hot sauce to fix all of your seasoning and spice needs. From adding a little bit of heat or just enhancing the flavor, this pickled habanero and garlic hot sauce will go on practically anything. Started by Craig himself in Minnesota, This sauce has become the staple of sauces and flavor enhancers across the lands for many, many moons. If you don't believe me, check out crybabycraigs.com and order yours today to, well, quite frankly, better your life, or at least your taste buds. But be sure to let them know we sent you and enjoy the best damn hot sauce there is. 
Again, that's crybabycraigs.com and let them know that we sent you. So then while while you guys do that, um, uh, while you're investigating like the, the tabletop and Valerian's checking out a chest, both of you give me an investigation check. Seven. An 11. So with a seven, you open up a box. There's really nothing in there. Like you look in it, there's just like dust. There might be like a spider that's like, leave me alone and like scrambles off. Uh, <laughs> with an 11 shalom on the desk, because it's kind of oh, like sitting out there, um, you do find a vial uh, and roll a d6 for me. A four. With a four. Um, as you look at it a little bit further, you realize that this is another just standard healing potion. Cool. Sweet. All right. There's, that's kind of like the mid-level as you go back, if you go back down a little bit further to kind of meet with Cass as he's like scoping out, making sure nothing comes up that lift. You do find, uh, one more like workbench over here in the corner with another chest on it. Um, do you guys want to check that out or do you want to explore that lift or, I mean, Maybe let's check it out. Let's be honest. We... Those, the only way is to get back up those stairs. So yeah, check that out. And then we're, I want to go down this lift to figure out who's making this nasty stuff. I agree. All right. So, so I'll check the two, table. Two, again. two more people. I need two more investigation checks and let's do both of these with advantage. Just because they're right next to each other. 20. How do I do investigation with the... It's going to automatically roll with advantage. You just take the higher of the two numbers. Oh, okay. 11. All right. So, with a (laughs) nat 20. Yeah. (laughs) You find a healing potion. A healing, a greater healing potion. Sorry. And you find a second vial. So give me a D6. And Shalon, if you want, you can give him the, the help action. So it's with advantage. Or you can roll a D6 for yourself to see what you find. I'll let you choose. I'll... I'll give him the help action. That is so kind of you. Mm-hmm. So I should just roll 2d6. Yeah, and take the higher. Yeah. Three. So with a three. All right, and then Shalom, give me a d6 as well. Yeah. And a two. So with... Uh, Valyrian. One is definitely a, a potion of greater healing, and then there looks to be another regular healing potion with it. And then Luminora with yours, it's another potion that looks very similar to that lava lampy red, orange, yellow, constantly mixing potion that. Uh, Caster found. The nickname for this potion is officially Lava Lamp. <laughs> You're going to be mad when you find out what it actually is. Because uh, <laughs> Lava Lamp is so much cooler. 
<laughs> okay, all right. so. All right. We get ready to go down this lift, figure out what the heck's going on in this place, because we still haven't figured out where the heck the smoke's coming from that we saw outside. Yes. Yeah, so it looks like they're making this stuff, too, so I wonder if yeah. their factory is down this lift or something, so... Well, I, judging from what we saw in those cages, I don't like where the, it's being, what it's being made from. Mm-hmm. Right, so you guys hop you- on that lift. Yep. You, you start making your way down. It's it's a slow, slow little deal. So does like one of us have to be turning like a wheel or something to get down? It's kind of got like a like its own crank within, but it's it's not like it's a heavy crank or anything like that. Like there's enough pulleys and systems in place to where just like a basic arm crank can bring you up or down with a decent amount of weight. Um, So as you make your way down, you come to the bottom here. And then so you find yourselves kind of right about here. What's really interesting is, again, there's you don't hear any crackling of flames. There's no like radiation of heat from these couple of fires right at the entrance to this cavern. But what you might notice, and I'm not even going to make you roll for it, because if you missed this, you would just have to be dumb. Um, Like, just straight up dumb. Don't tempt us. There's moss and grass growing at, like, the base of it. You know, you can kind of see it here and here. You know, there's just... But you're so far underground. You know, there's all of that there. And then you come out into this room. You you step off the lift and boom. And I need you to roll for initiative. Damn. Uh, probably need to want to put our tokens on the map then. Yeah. Or just roll something and then I'll just add it. So... You come off the lift, and as you step out, you see a a handful of kobolds. They're carrying, like, buckets of this sludge. Basically, some of it is looks like it's coming from, like, barrels that are already down there, or they're collecting it directly from the rock wall, bringing it over to the river there on the on the right side of the of the map and dumping it directly into the water. Towards the back, it almost looks like a shrine of this giant stone statue that looks like too tall to be a, a dwarf, but like a dwarven warrior. Just shrouded in armor, but, you know, a big beard sticking out from underneath... Um, and then also you see a couple of, uh, dwargers with glazed over eyes, just like a dark gray haze across their eyes. And they're just kind of standing, almost keeping patrol of the statue, but also occasionally, like, as you come down the lift before they realize that you're there, the dwargers at least, are barking out commands to the kobolds to, like, keep moving 
get to work, things like that. So from there, it is Luminora's turn. You go first. Cass, what did you roll? I don't see you on here. You had a six. Yes. Yeah, I'm at the bottom. Okay. Wait, so these guys seem like they're slaves, but do we... The, the two right in front of you are waiting for you. Like, they heard you rummaging around up top. They heard, I don't know, like a barrel getting yeeted off of the side of a wall into a lower platform. Or like a candelabra falling. Things like that. They, they heard that someone was up there that shouldn't have been up there. So they've kind of been on guard. They didn't know to expect you, but they, they're they ready in case someone came down. I feel like I shouldn't kill him. Well, you have other options, I guess. That's your choice, but mm. if they come for us, I'm not going to hold back. As soon as the uh, lift gets down, you know, I was out of initiative order here, but as soon as the lift gets down, Valerian just kind of like looks around and, and assesses a little bit of the situation. Mask that was resting in the like. <laughs> how this works? It's, he's got like a little string attached to it to keep it on, you know, kind of like a party mask, I guess. Um, but he takes it from the top of his head and just kind of like slowly puts it down, takes a deep breath. That's that's what he does. <laughs> and if Luminor doesn't want to attack. I mean, she can, like, ready an action or take the dodge action so she can move if they try to attack. Like, you don't have to strike first just because you go, just because you go first. Can I ready chill touch from a uh, scimitar? I mean, I don't know. It seems like they're slaves or something. Like, they shouldn't be there or they don't want to be there. So it's kind of like killing the innocents, you know? Neither do we. Does anyone speak Draconic? I think I do. Um, might actually. <clears throat> I do. You do speak Draconic. Is that what they? I do. Is that some? Is that what they speak? Can I speak to them? <laughs> well, that's. You could speak to them, but that's also what the Cobalts are just going to be naturally speaking. So, are mm-hmm. you? Do you want to listen, try and hear what they're talking about, or do you want to talk to them? Hear what they're talking about. They're basically you just hear like the kobolds talking to themselves of like, oh, gotta get to this. Don't want to make the boss mad. As they're dumping stuff, and then the two that are like waiting, they're like, do you even think that someone's coming down? Oh my god, who is that? What is this? We don't. You don't work here. You're not from the boss. And then they ready swords. Okay, I'll chill touch them. The one on the right of me. Okay. Northeast of Luminora. She will chill touch him. <laughs> oh, wait, do I get two strikes with chill touch? Just one? Okay. Just one. Wait, did I do that right? No, I did not. Should be. Yeah, there we go. Okay. A 19 is going to hit. Uh, so go ahead and the click again where it says chill touch in the chat uh, to roll for damage. Okay. So for five. How does this poor bastard die? So what would you guys say chill touch should look like? 
It's or like a house. What does yeah, that look it, like to you? Yeah, what's your vision of it? I mean, take into take into your background, you know, who Luminor is, but what does the the chill touch hand look like as it goes to attack? I guess just Oh, honestly what it says, pure white, ghostly. Um, just kinda like launches and like slowly just like reaches, you know. And then from that comes like a if it's allowed, like kinda like a purple mist at at the center of the touch and then just drops. Just dead. I mean, that's definitely allowed. It's your cantrip. Okay, cool. <laughs> so as you shoot this ghostly white hand out, it just Oop. Just into the forehead of the cobalt, this purple mist, and then it just drops. Just exactly. slumps over just into a pile of lifelessness. Maybe, like, can a mushroom, like, from where the hand touched, can a mushroom just kind of, like, sprout Out of from that impact? Yep. Absolutely. So that first one drops, and now all the other kobolds I mean the first one that was already waiting is like it's go time gotta make the boss happy and runs up we're gonna just kind of move them all at once as some of these kobolds just start kind of running up getting as close as they can um they really don't have any sort well, they do have some range attack, but the first one right on Cass, just because. Well, as he gets in, you know how I've been resting the, sh- oh, the spear. Oh, you ready? <laughs> ready resting the spear tip on there. As soon as he gets in, I use my from my new feet that I took at level four reactionary strike and, and jab the spear out towards him. Make your attack roll. That is an. 18 to hit. It definitely hits. Roll for damage. That is uh, 10 damage. What happened? Explain this poor motherfucker's death. I just put the spear tip right through his eye socket and it just comes right out the back of his head. And then I just pull back and withdraw and just keep my defensive stance ready to go. There might be an eyeball still on the tip of the spear, but the body's got a whole nice clean hole right through the back of it. Fantastic. Okay, so all the others are, all the other kobolds, they're too far away to really do anything, but they are still, just because they're in protection mode, they are going to all throw their slings, basically one at each person. Um, but they are outside of the the main range, so it's all going to be at disadvantage. Um, so the first one uh, closest to the little stream is going to shoot, throw its sling at Luminora. Definitely at disadvantage, so a six, definitely one hit. Um, the second one is going to aim for Valyrian in the middle. A 13, I'm assuming, definitely misses. And then... Uh, five would definitely miss and then the fourth one left standing is 
just because the cleanest shot is going to be at Cass, but still at disadvantage. A, a 12. So they all just, you start hearing rocks ping around you, just clink, clink, tink, tink, tink. Like nothing. You just see rocks flying past you as they're trying their, their darndest. Um, but nothing's really happening. Um, the two dwargers that have the, you know, those glazed over dark gray cloudy eyes, they're just going to move up a little bit towards the front of like the, the stage podium altar, whatever you want to call it that has the statue. Um, but they're just going to stop there and they're going to just ready uh, their, their javelins. Um, and that's what they're going to do for there. So then that is now to Valyrian. Okay. Sorry, I'm in the middle of looking something. Okay. <clears throat> Good chat. Okay. All right. After he sees these two guys drop in front of him, notice that uh, all these other kobolds and how do you say that? Durgar? Durger? Dwarger? Dwarger? Uh, after he... That's how I've heard it, is Dwarger. Gotcha. Uh, after he notices the uh, kobolds and, and Dwarger uh, coming our way, it's going to. You shimmy over to kind of like the right a bit more. Uh, just getting a little bit closer to these guys, but not quite crossing that little stream. And then he's going to pop a crossbow shot at whichever one of these guys is closest for 16 to hit. 16 to hit. It hits, so roll for damage. Nine damage, Mr. DM. How? How? How does this one die? Very simply. Like, Larian, he walks over. He's not even running. He just kind of, like, briskly walks over and then just single handedly just points his crossbow at this guy, lets one go. And as the guys, as the kobold's walking towards him, just kind of sluck right into his face and just crumples to his leg or his knees. And falls flat on his face, which pushes the crossbow bolt like further into him. <laughs> just so you just face, see like the tip of the crossbow bolt onto the back of the, the bolt, back of and you just see it push further out the back of its skull. Just the tip is showing now. It's a fun game. Just the tip. Um, sorry, <laughs> sorry, mom. Um, all right. Anything else that you want to do? Anything that? Jagger can do or I think we're going to leave the, him alone for now so he's just kind of right with me at the moment okay right. I was going to say you do have your other ability from your new feet crossbow expert uh huh yeah all it says it is crossbow a, a second shot seven. right as a bonus action you can take a second shot oh sweet it, it gives me information for all of my other feats but not crossbow expert hmm What's the range on your crossbow? Uh, it's 30, and then I think anything after 30 is <laughs> long range, I think. Yeah, it's 3120. 
Gotcha. Uh, so maybe we'll scoot up. Um, just a little bit, so we're a bit closer to the next guy. That is... With that, there are those spike things. So even though it's within 30 feet... Oh, are uh, those things really tall? They're taller than you, so you'd have to... It would be at disadvantage to either like try and shoot through the gap or around. Because um, yeah. what what's your range of motion? 30 feet or is it 35? Uh, mine is... Th mine is 30. Because from there, obviously, the first one that you attacked. So the two closest ones are both within decent range, but both of them will be at disadvantage for the second one. But if you really wanted to, uh, Jagger could give you the health action, could he not? Mm -hmm. So then it would just be a straight roll. So, you know, whatever the first roll is. I like yeah, he'll give me the uh, LP on my next crossbow shot. Which... Either way, you would have hit, but... 24 or 17. Yeah, yeah. roll for damage for the, the second one. I'm assuming that we're going for the other one that was kind of at the base of the stairs. Yeah, kind of like the, the center most one, I guess. Cool. Yeah, so with that one, how does that one drop? These kobolds have, like, nothing for hit points. You know, they're they're minions, basically, at this point in time. Um, I'm going to say that the bolt of this one just kind of hit the neck, and it just went right through the neck. So, I mean, he's, he drops his sword or his spear, whatever he's carrying. He's just kind of, like, clawing at his neck, trying to get some oxygen in. It's a, it's a slow and painful one for this guy. Um, he also drops to his knees, just unable to get any air, and also choking on his own blood before cool. he and since Shalone is the only one that speaks draconic in the party what do you hear this kobold scream out as it's bleeding to death and choking on its own blood no okay no no what um shoot steven what's that scream that you say it's used in like so many movies wilhelm scream oh that that's what i hear oh oh that's public domain that's getting added in <laughs> Fantastic. It's total oh, side note, but I, I guess I guess it didn't need to me that. to like speak the language because we all heard that. But <laughs> <laughs> I I think that's appropriate. <laughs> oh, I'm totally on board with that one. Uh, so then, Cass, that's now to you. All right. Seeing that uh, Valerian has cleared everything up straight ahead. Uh, but also noticing the guys coming in from uh, his left flank, Cass is going to advance over to this side and kind of protect the left side here from these from any coming over here and choke the bridge. And since I don't have a ranged weapon or ability, I will uh, you, just ready. Oh, the... you had javelins. I do, but I mean, I got to. I'd have to throw and. I don't even know. Their range is like only 20 feet. Oh, that's fair. So I'm just going to take the dodge action and ready to spear back on top of the shield. Fantastic. So then that comes back to Luminora then. Uh, I think you might be muted. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take my 30 feet of movement. Yeah. 
I'm gonna move over to Valerian here, kind of behind him for my range, and I... How do you say these guys again? Drurger? Gor? Drurger. Drurger? Okay. Again, that's just how I've heard it said. It, I could be very wrong. Dwargar. Ambargar. Oh, wait, that range is only... Shoot. Okay, that's 30 feet. Dang it. Can I take back my movement? I'm sorry. Yeah, that's that's fine. Okay. The, this is really only just for like a, a visual... You know, it's not actually... It's more to help you than it is... Oh, you move there, okay. you can't move back. You know, whatever. Okay. Um... Let me just make sure this plan is going to work. Oh, it does. Okay, I'm going to move right by Cass here behind him. And this um, kobold that's mm -hmm. up on the cliff here. I think I'm going to thorn whip him. And try and pull him off of those cliffs. Yeah. Yep, that's what I want to do. I want to try to do that. Okay. I'm so, I've just been so excited to use this thing. <laughs> You use your thorn whip? Yeah. <laughs> really, I have been. <laughs> right, so as you as you run up behind Cass, because you're oh, about twenty. To... Holy shit! Yeet. Does he go yeet? Tell me he goes yeet. <laughs> Within that twenty, he definitely goes yeet. Uh, which direction are you trying to whip him? Are you trying to whip him towards you or off the cliff? Off the cliff. Okay, roll me just a, a luck, just a pure luck roll. So just roll me a d20. No. Ten or higher, he goes the way you want it to. If not, he just takes normal damage and is... Okay. Still roll for damage, though. As you yeet him off. How does he die as you just throw a limp body off of some rocks into a spiky stream? Okay. Describe cool. this. Paint me a word picture. Ah, oh, there's so many options. Yeet? <laughs> okay, I want him to go downstream. He's going to go downstream just a little, you know, as he's falling in. But... Thank to goodness, he doesn't get pierced by one of those spikes. But as he's going downstream, Luminora just kind of like looks at him, does like a little, you know, of the hand gesture, like a finger wave with a, a smile, whatever. But as he's going down with the current, he gets impaled by a spike. So now his lifeless body is just there. The last thing you hear coming from him, because you're the only one that speaks draconic, you just hear... Father, help! <laughs> As he just gets impaled into these spikes. Alright, and that goes... <laughs> There's one kobold left. He's not having a good day. Uh, so he's just going to run up next to his fallen brethren. No, he's not. He's going to... Oh. He's going to run up to the edge there. And then 
He's going to throw his uh, sling because he can't get close enough to hit, but he just watched you rip his literal cousin. Like, their moms are sisters. Like, this is personal for him. Um, He just watched you thorn whip this dude into a river to get spiked, but he was dead before he got spiked. This dude's mad. Um, So he's going to try and throw a rock sling at Luminora and misses. It hits the rocks in front of you and bounces over and he's just... (laughs) He's not having a good day. And then let's go with that. So one of the Dwargers, they have a range of... 25, 25. One of the Dwargers is just going to keep readying an action with their javelin. The other one is going to try and throw one at Valyrian because he just two shot, two killed some of the other people down here. But it is at disadvantage, and either way, a seven misses. So you just see a stick fly past you, Valyrian. Sticks into the ground behind you. You might look back at it, or you, in true Star Wars Clone Wars, with Anakin just casually dodges, you know, a blast coming right past your head. And then with that, it is now Valyrian's turn. DM, I'd like to do something. <laughs> what do you want to do? Something stupid. Um, <clears throat> how far away is the stick? <laughs> the stick? Yeah. Um, yeah. What's your AC? We'll see how badly he missed based on your AC. 15. Five feet. These are the dudes with the glazed over eyes, right? Yes. I shouldn't. I was going to pick up the javelin and throw it right back, but <laughs> I don't really want to kill these guys. If you want to give me a... Oh, you don't want to kill them? I was going to say, if you want to give me like an athletics or an acrobatics, I'll... It's no, going to be no, high I'm in AC, gonna... but... Fuck it, I'm going to do it. Uh, yeah, he, he... Valerian dodges that javelin with some brisk keys and then just kind of looks back at it looks back at the Dwarger and then just like casually walks back, picks up the javelin and throws it right back at him. Or probably walks up a few a few feet and then uh, probably what, how far away is this guy? He's 25 feet. What's the range on a javelin? <laughs> 20, 20, 60. So, yeah. so yeah, he walks up like uh, five I, feet. I have 30, 120. Huh. written down for them but no, if, the... if you're not familiar with javelins well that, that'd be a question is are you proficient with martial weapons uh, or is javelin simple I can't remember <clears throat> uh, no I just have simple weapons well, let me see what kind of weapon a javelin is uh, it is a martial range weapon actually so is it 20? Uh, wait, where? Why am I not seeing it here? 
Oh, because they have it listed as a hand weapon. It's a simple melee weapon, so yeah, you could throw it. Yeah, and it's 3120. I was thinking, I think I had spear in my mind, Chad, because that's like 20-something, I think. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. so it's 3120 for the javelin. Cool. Um, so what's your... Uh... Owl Boy's gonna or Jay Edgar's gonna fly over. He probably flew over while I was grabbing the javelin. Um, he's gonna give me advantage on this. So I'm going to launch the javelin. What is that? Would you say that was athletics? Thirty. Or, well, it's a. It's a. You wanted to try and catch it and whip it back, but catch it. Um, okay. Fuck it. I'll do an acrobatic check to see if I can catch this javelin. If you fail, then you can't throw it back and you just have to shoot him with your crossbow. Just letting you know. And it's a high AC. We're going to say an 18. I have a plus five. All right. Yeah. All right. Retract everything I just said there. You're going to try and catch it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. So as this uh, Dwerger throws his javelin at me, I just I can see it coming at me from a mile away. And I Miss. try to catch it, but fail spectacularly. <laughs> like, it almost pierces my hand as I try to catch it. There's a hole in the cape. But uh, he takes it in stride, just acting <laughs> like he was not trying to catch it. Um, he still sends J. Edgar down over there to uh, um, distract this guy to give, give Valyrian advantage. So then he, with his other hand, he just pulls out his hand crossbow and fires a shot for 22. Oh, because the advantage. Yep. So roll for damage. Plus. That would be nine plus sneak attack. Seven. So 16. Yes. So you he throws the javelin. You pretend like well, you try to catch it, but you play it off like you're pretending. Miss it. As you spin back around, Jagger Hoover's already flying back towards him. You pull out your crossbow. One bolt straight to its chest. It takes a step, grunts out, just... Rah! And it takes 16 points of damage. It... It's looking hurt, but it still has life in him. And then with that, we're going to go over to Cass. Well, he'll take his... Uh, oh, right. Second attack, actually. Second uh, crossbow. That's right. Shot. This crossbow expert. I, but I don't, get, I don't get sneak attack on the second one, correct? Correct. And you don't get advantage. Gotcha. But don't still, need it because I got a 22 again. A 22 still hits, so roll for damage on that one. So he stumbles back after the first bolt, takes a second, gathers himself, stands up, only to get with a second one straight to the gut. Drops down to one knee, slowly starts to stand up, just grunting in pain. And the dude is looking real hurt. Mr. J. Edgar is going to use his flyby thing and get at least a little bit closer to me. I forget what his speed is, but I'm assuming it's at least Off. 35. Um, 60 feet in the air. Oh. 
Yeah, so he can get all the way back to me. Yeah. He just perches himself on my shoulder. Ooh. Valyrian gives him a little, like, peck kiss. Just, ooh. Kiss it. And that's down to you, Cass. All right. <clears throat> I still see we got the kobold through a rocket, Luminara, another glassy-eyed, distant, distant, distant cousin of Cass's over there. So I'm just going to advance up to here because that's all I can do, really. And then I'm just going to... I'll ready the dodge again and just be ready for when one of these guys comes running up to me. Right. So from there, you know, as Cass is running up, runs across this little footbridge, kind of in between two different uh, spiked fences, gets into a defensive position, readies himself in case anyone gets closer, really playing a very aggressive defense to ready the way for Luminora to do what she needs to do next. And that's... Oh, okay. Sorry, just looking at my stuff here. Don't worry. I won't let him pass me. You need to throw me. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, Cass is tall for a dwarf. Oh, yeah, but still, tall for a dwarf is like... 4'10". Oh, you said he was like 5 feet tall. Yeah, he's just under 5 feet tall. Oh, just under. Oh, yeah, like the, the, like the tallest of tall dwarves are like 5, five feet. feet. Yeah, so he's on <laughs> the very high end of... He's like, you know, a toque. Could ride a full-size horse if he wanted to. Ooh, love it. Okay. I'm going to chill touch this Jorger. Mm-hmm. To the the west of me here, moved up past these pikes. Okay. So I will chill touch that guy. It's thirteen to hit. D so still the white glowy hand reaches out. Still looks the same as the last time. Just mm -hmm. the white ghostly hand. As it flies towards the dwarger, just kind of like leans slightly to the side and misses. Um, anything else you want to do with like a bonus action or anything like that? No. Nope. Okay. Unless, well, the only bonus action, at least to my knowledge, that I I have that I can use is healing word. So unless I use that on cast, there's nothing. Don't you have halo of spores or anything like that? Yeah, that's a that's a a reaction if someone gets close to her. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they have to get be within 10 feet of you to before you can use Halo's force. Love it. Okay, so now it is the Cobalt's turn. Mm-hmm. See, the only thing is with the one remaining Cobalt, for him to get to Cass... He's going to kind of have to like sidestep around the fence because it goes right up to the, the stream. So I'm going to do some sort of athletics to get around it because otherwise he might not be able to make it all the way around. Or acrobatics. 
Uh, and that comes down to... Is that dexterity or strength? Acrobatics is dex. Athletics is strength. Okay. Well, we're going to go with that. Fucking fails. And just kind of like drifts. So the best that he can get to, I'm going to say, is falls into the stream, gets carried away a little bit, can't make his full movement, can't get quite up next to Cass. Uh, so he falls into the water, just fuck. gets swept away a little bit, takes him a minute to get up. Um, so then, because now he's at a little bit of a range, um, he's actually going to throw a sling at Luminora, because Cass really has been causing as much damage. He's playing more defense, and he's seen Luminora run throughout this and just fuck shit up. But that's a 21 to hit for five. That's it. So that's five damage to Luminora. And then now from there goes to the Dwargers. One's going to run. They're both going to run up. One is going to come within Cass's melee, and I know that you have uh, an action readied, so why don't you go ahead and roll for the your javelin, or spear, sorry. Yeah, well, I have my retaliatory strike. Uh, I don't have... I took the dodge action, so... Right. So, But I still get my retaliatory from Polar Master. Can I use... That my- is a 24 to hit. 24 hits, roll the damage for that first order. And then, yes, Shalom, you can use your Halo of Spores on that. So that's for seven. Seven piercing. He runs up, just starts to round the corner of that, uh, like, spike fence. He knew that you were there, but didn't quite realize how prepared you were. Runs around and just gets just stabbed right in the side. I'm a one-man phalanx. Give me a perception check. Now that you're super close on the Dwargers um, and made direct melee contact. That is a 15, Cotton. (laughs) You sure do like pumpkins. Uh, So as you, you know, jab him, what you notice is even though you stab him, you know, kind of like in the side as he's around in the corner, his eyes because they're like glossy dark gray they don't they get darker with the the pierce attack and a little bit of black sludge starts to run from the corner oh but i'm not sure these things are still alive anymore and then luminora because the other one ran up to you do you want to use your reaction for your halo of spores um yeah, and it's I wanted to be for both of them because it's within ten feet. You can only use Wait. your reaction once, so you can only target I, one of them. I I moved them at the same time, but yeah, it would only be on one of them. Now, if they don't move on your next turn, you could technically hit both of them. I believe Mm-mm. it's a reaction, so it's a one time one target. It's one target per turn. Okay. And that's a con save for them, correct? 
or is it a yes. dex? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I'll, um... Do I have to be to 13? Is that what your constitution saving... Like, mm -hmm. your spell save is? Mm -hmm. I can check really quickly, too. 14. Yeah, yeah I just saw this, too. Ooh, it just went up, so it's a 14. Yeah, because of her increased wisdom. Okay, so I have to... Well, he rolled a 5 either way. And I, I believe that last session we said that it just does the max. Or necrotic. Yeah, Halo of Spores. It is... It's 1d4. 1d4 for each level that you are, right? No, it's just 1d4. Yeah, until level six. Yeah. So then they just take the four damage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So then okay. that one in front of me would be gone. <laughs> what does this look like as it runs up trying to attack and then dies immediately? It only had four hit points left, so it killed them. Well, I guess because this the halo of spores is invisible. Oh. Runs until it hits the wall, and then, you know, the momentum just running and then well bam right on its face right in front of my feet fantastic and um, of course it kind of slides a little bit too <laughs> it slides and stops between you and cast just face down a little bit of blue and purple luminescent mushrooms just start to sprout out of the back of its head as it just like goes down uh, but the other one that just got stabbed as it rounded the corner from Cass is going to react to Cass and it is going to swing um, it's just it's normal sized war pick for a whopping nine so it gets stabbed kind of reacts haphazardly swings the war pick around hits the fence, a little bit of wood splinters around you, but nothing that's going to affect you happens. And then from there, now we're going to go down to Valyrian. All right. Valyrian is going to take a few more... He's going to take a few more steps uh, to get around towards like, the side of this uh, Dwegger guy. Dwegger. Um, Side note, since he is currently engaged, that gives me advantage. No. What was it, would, it? it would generate sneak attack damage, but not advantage. Gotcha. Okay, resume. <laughs> J. Edgar is going to fly over um, to... He's, he's going to uh, flank... Um, how do I put this? He's going to be on the opposite side of wherever Cass is from this Dwarger guy. Um, and he's going to just, like, peck at his bald head and flap his wings violently to distract him. Because um, then that meanwhile. does give you advantage? If he's doing the distract? Yep, yeah, that gives me the advantage. Um, so I would do sneak attack damage either way, I guess, but the 
him distracting like Jagger distracting <laughs> gives you the advantage. Correct. Cool. Um, I can find my. I should know this by now. The twenty-three did. Definitely hits. <laughs> Roll for damage. That's for seven piercing plus an additional nine. Yeah, so you hop across this footbridge. Jagger goes flying off, pecking, flapping like crazy, just to kind of throw the Dwarger off. And uh, you you hit him with this crossbolt. This one goes into its shoulder again. The eyes quickly flash darker, and the the sludge from its eye starts to drip heavier. Um, and then uh, your your second attack is not at advantage, correct? Or does correct? The, so it's distract, just the The distract yeah. doesn't go through both. No, it's just the first. Okay. Yeah. So you hit him once in that shoulder. Like I said, the eyes darken. The sludge starts to ooze more. Now it's starting to ooze from its side wound from cast and the shoulder from the the crossbow bolt as it as it drops down a little bit it i mean it is this dwarger is like on death's door um but because the second one it turns the dwarger just a little bit as the second bolt flies right past it uh for a miss um and then i'm assuming jagger is gonna stay there yeah, he's going to stay there to, to flank him with, uh, with okay. casting. Because then it goes to Cass's turn. So now it is Cass's turn. Now in a flanking position as this Dwarger is all sorts of disoriented. Yeah, so J. Edgar cannot provide <clears throat> flanking. Well, I lied. Because <laughs> he's not a hostile. He can't make attacks or anything. <clears throat> he has attacks. Oops. Uh, I don't think I, I don't think a fil- from, I don't think familiars have the ability to attack. Well, then that character sheet's wrong. I just, well, just grabbed an owl. So yeah, that's fine. <laughs> no, that's totally but, fine. In any case, Cass is sitting there looking there with the spear rested on top of the shield. Looks at him and go, and, and Dwarvish says, "I will end your suffering, cousin." And then I'm going to try to jab him with the spear. That is a 15 to hit. 15 misses. So right. just Bounce. not that it matters because that would have oh. the advantage wouldn't have helped. But I did try to look, but it doesn't seem to say anything specifically against it. But. All right, well, with my other uh, uh, offhand now ability as part of my polar master, I make, get to make an offhand attack with the butt of the spear. So I will swing that. That is a 19 to hit with the butt of the spear. Spear butt. Yep, spear butt. <laughs> spear butt. And roll for damage because a 19 does hit for seven. Uh, for nine. Dueling for fighting nine. style kicks. You're, you're right. So the first one bounces off of the shoulder plate because there weren't uh, scale mail oh. or it clips the, the corner of the shield uh, that they're carrying. And as you say, in Dwarvish, 
I will end your suffering, cousin. He just says, you'll never. And then his voice changes and says, help me, brother. As you then swing the back end of the spear and finish him. Yeah, I just break the butt end of it. And like the, the little rounded end just like catches him like right on the temple. And just like clocks him completely over and cracks the head over and takes him down. And just drops him. Fantastic. And then that goes back up to Luminora. You still have one kobold at the footbridge. He's soaking wet, looking very mad. It It's like a black, shiny water that's dripping off of him because they're dumping the sludge into the stream. And it is now Luminora's turn to attack. Um... Um, so he just came up out of the water? Yeah, he's the one who hit you with the rock. Mm. Um, I kind of want to try running up to him using, um, the scimitar on him. Okay. So I'm just going to run up there. Do I just hit the scimitar in my inventory then? Uh, make sure you... If you're on the character sheet, you want it up in the like the main box, not in the inventory section. It'd be under your uh, attacks and spell casting list. Sixteen to hit. Sixteen hits. So roll for damage. Five. How do you end this poor bastard? So she runs up that ten feet, pulls out her scimitar, kind of swings a little bit to where the the edge is on the outside like of her forearm there she just does a clean swipe to his throat then he's just you know grabs his throat like they do and drops to his knees you're you're the only one that speaks draconic does he have a final word or phrase that you hear before he drops no just gargling noises just a clean gargle. He drops to his knees and falls back into the the creek. All right. So now we are out of combat. You have a couple of options here. There still is this giant statue. There's also black sludge running down from some of the walls. There's a couple of barrels and crates that look to be filled uh, with this black sludge, some that have right by the, the riverboat uh, where the stream kind of runs through the caverns under this waterfall and continues on. What do you want to do? I kind of, I'm wondering what this thing, um, the skull sculpture over here, like what's with that? Yeah. Uh, give me an investigation history or religion check. Cass wants to go look at the giant dwarven statue thing. Okay. Uh, Same same (laughs) thing. Give me like an investigation, religion, or history check for you guys that are checking out the the statue. Uh, With a seven, Luminara sees this kind of like almost like 
ritualistic altar, but it just you can't make heads or tails of it. It's it's definitely stonework and there's uh, like cold fire glowing around it, but that's about what you you get. Okay. Um, with Valyrian getting a, a 21 on the statue for history, you do not recognize this statue, this being. You don't know what it's from, who it's supposed to be of, but it gives off like kind of like an evil aura, which even with uh, a low roll of a five for cast for investigation. This statue wasn't carved here. It was moved here. And it has this eerie kind of aura to it. <laughs> Is there any kind of writing or anything on it or just... With the five, there's carvings. Is there any kind of writing on it? With a history, uh, with a history check, it just. Do you speak dwarvish? I do. Okay, so with a, a twenty-one, <clears throat> you can make out that it basically says that at dawn a new day breaks. That seems peaceful. Well, maybe, but what they're doing down here doesn't seem good. Looks like they're putting that sludge in the into the stream, and I'm not. I don't know the maps very well. I don't know where this water would end up finally end up going. But if it leaves the Mornland, then it's getting into somebody else's water. So from here, you have a a couple of options. You've eliminated all of the the workers that are down here you have control over the lift because it is down here with you so you can either go back up go through the 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 mine and dungeon that you guys are just in back up through the house get back to your your mounts and carry on you can stay down here and take a long rest. Let all of the effects of your leveling up and a long rest would provide. Or you can get on the ship. Or ship. It's a it's a rowboat, let's be honest. It's nothing special. But you can take the the stream, the creek in this rowboat and see where it takes you. That's kind of your your three options at this point in time. So what are you thinking you want to do? What do you guys think? Hurt, but I'm good, so it's up to you guys. I mean, they didn't even lay a hand on me, so I'm still pretty patched up. Uh, I'm pretty good too. We all good on spells and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, haven't used a spell. I've only used one, but Lyrian so, uh, takes his mask off and just kind of like has to do another take. You know, looks around and. Looks at uh, Cass and, and Luminora and the uh, ominous statue and, and altar looking thing and just takes like a deep breath and 
says, uh, right then, what's next? Well, we can go back out and get our, get our, our mounts and everything and head on back. And but I don't know if we've really found anything here other than it's somebody's dumping black sludge into the water. We take that boat over there. We can at least see where the sludge was going. I can ask Gilly to uh, lead the mounts out of here and back towards the town. Seems we've stumbled onto an obligation here. I don't think we've found any answers yet. I think we should take the boat to find out where this stuff is going to and who it may be affecting. I've got a real uh, Batman Begins vibe out of this. Same. Big <laughs> sense. So we're taking the boat. Sounds like. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll t- I'll let Gilly know to lead the horses back to the town as best they can. She can she'll take care of them, or she'll at least protect them as best she can. All right. Do we want to rest before we go in the boat, or do we want to just keep on keeping on? Feel right as rain, sir. Yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling good. All right, I can keep going. I, I'm still pretty stocked up. They didn't stress us out too much. As a uh, cast and Luminora start walking towards the boat, you know, I'm still Valerian's kind of still just poking his head around. Yeah. Um, Following behind them, but I don't know, probably sort of considerably behind them. And takes a look, at, does like a little uh, triage of himself quickly. And he's like, to himself, he's like, huh, no cuts this time. And then just follows them to the boat. All right. So you all load on to this rowboat, you know, to go down the stream into further unknown and with that we're gonna end this episode Whoa. oh right be a lot better if i like i don't know i had my outro notes in front of me oh all right so <clears throat> You know, as we're wrapping up this episode, you know, for our listeners that would like to support us, please head over to buymeacoffee.com slash all things nerd. It's a monthly subscription. We know look gross. We're asking for money, but it's a great way to support the show. You get some behind the scenes, some extra episodes as we get further in, as well as member exclusive merch, as well as ways to just like ask questions quicker, faster, and get a chance to know us. So again, that's buymeacoffee.com slash all things nerd, since this is an all things nerd podcast production. Uh, also like, share, and subscribe to stay up to date on episodes, announcements, and everything like that. Uh, does anyone here have anything that they want to plug? Anything that you've been watching recently that you're intrigued on? Any sort of nerd related things that you're stoked on? Anything? 
I'm just sad I haven't watched the last episode of Ahsoka yet because I'm waiting to be able to watch it with my wife. Oh, woof. did watch the first episode of Loki today. Loki was fucking killer. Dude, it was. It was so good. Love that show. That's been my favorite MCU show. And season two now is just mm, ah, ready for it. Also, if you guys have a lot of spare time on your hands and 60 to to $100 to spare, get out there and play Starfield. Start? I, I want to play it. I haven't started yet. Too many things have stopped me from dropping the time and money on it. It might be Boulder's consume. Gate. Boulder, have you started playing Boulder's Gate? I haven't yet, but I'm dying to right now. Oh, I want to so bad too. Just all of those things. Um, for me, I mean, as the game master, you know, anything if if you like podcasts and you like nerdy shit, especially if you like drinking and talking about nerdy stuff, uh, check out the All Things Nerd podcast. That is the that's our flagship parent podcast. Um, we're it's a weekly dive into all things nerd. It's fantastic. We drink a lot and it's we think we're funny. We've been told from other people, not just our parents, that we're also funny. Um it was me. <laughs> it was Steven. <laughs> yeah, you're funny, damn it. <laughs> we have stickers to prove it. Um <laughs> if there's nothing else that you guys want to plug, I mean we can wrap this up for this session and we will see you next time uh and goodbye from the kobolds in the basement Later, Bye. Yeah. avita zane